In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, This morning I have good news, and I have even better news. There's no bad news today on Lazarus Saturday. The good news is um, we are through Lent. We made it through another year of Lent. Thanks be to God for that. The greater news is that we still have Holy Week in front of us. And it is just a joy. And the church, in her great wisdom, you know, we finish Lent and we feel, you know, this week was, a, was draggy a little bit for us. But we always get that second wind. We always get that inspiration and that encouragement to come at Holy Week with new vigor. And the reason we get that, part of the reason we get that, is because of these two days that we have in between Lent and the start of Holy Week. With Lazarus Saturday and with Palm Sunday tomorrow, the commemorations that we have this weekend are meant to really remind us what it is that we've been doing for the last 40 days and why we are excited to keep doing it for the next week again. Because again, it's not bad news that we still have Holy Week in front of us. That is even better news that we still have Holy Week to look forward to. Because this day, especially the raising of Lazarus, gives us a great reminder for us of what God has been doing and will continue to do for us and for our salvation. We have Jesus, who has dear friends, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. During the uh, Synexarian this morning, I, I learned something new today. I didn't realize that the tradition of the church was that Lazarus was only 30 years old when he died. So thinking about Lazarus being 30, Jesus having this relationship with him, they were contemporaries. This is his very close friend who has died. We have Lazarus and we have his two sisters, Mary and Martha, and Jesus loves the entire family. And the gospel says that very particularly a couple of times. Well, Jesus finds out that Lazarus is ill, and it's really interesting that the gospel says that Jesus finds out that Lazarus is ill. The next line says that Jesus loves Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And then the following verse says, and he waited two days before he went to see them. You know, we think about seeing that love that Jesus has for them, that he'd want to run right away and go and see Lazarus, go to see his his friend, his contemporary that perhaps he grew up playing with. But he waits two days. And after two days, he turns to the disciples and he says, now we're going to go into Bethany. And he says, because our friend Lazarus has died. And he tells them, and I am glad I wasn't there so that you might believe. He's glad that he wasn't there earlier because he needed to get there after so that they might believe something particularly. So what is it that he wants them to believe? Well, we can say a whole lot of things about this gospel. But for this morning, I wanted to focus on two things that Christ wants us to believe, that he wants the disciples to believe when they see this raising of Lazarus and experience this profound moment before his walk to his own crucifixion and his resurrection from the dead. He wants the disciples to remember and believe how much God loves them. How much God loves all of us. And he wants them to remember and believe that he will do absolutely anything so that they might be saved. 
that he loves them beyond measure, and that he will do anything that he possibly can, anything that he has to do in order that they might be saved. And how does he show that? Well, he goes into Bethany, and he talks to Mary and Martha, and he says, where have you laid Lazarus? And he goes to the tomb of Lazarus, and the shortest verse in the entirety of the Bible, John eleven thirty five. 35, trivia question, Jesus wept. Two words, and I'm sure we could talk for hours about what that means. Jesus wept. But what it means for us as far as our belief and knowing that God loves us is that looking at death, looking at death, Christ doesn't turn to Mary and Martha and give them a bunch of platitudes. Don't worry, everything will be fine. He's in a better place. You know, the sorts of things that we tend to say to people when they've lost loved ones. But what does he do? He goes and he looks at the tragedy of death and he weeps. And he tells his disciples in another place that he who has seen me has seen the Father. And so if we are looking at Christ weeping at the tomb of Lazarus, we are too looking at the Father who weeps at death. Because we are not created for death, we are created for life. And so we look at Jesus' reaction and we see that death is the enemy. We see that death, no matter when it occurs, if it is a young child, if it's a 30-year-old like Lazarus, if it is a 100-year-old person, it is always a tragedy because we are created for life. And so we look upon death and we weep. And that's how our Lord looks at death because he loves us. He loves us so immensely he doesn't want there to be death. And so what does he do? Well, he looks at Lazarus's tomb and he tells them, take away that stone. And he cries out, Lazarus, come out. And of course, we heard in the gospel that Lazarus, bound up in bandages, comes out of the tomb. And he shows us in that moment that he has the power of over death. That by the Son of God, by being the Son of God, death doesn't have any dominion over him and that he can command someone who's in the tomb to raise from the dead. But he does that to remind us of that truth, that he, that death has no authority and power over him so that when we look ahead to his death, that we will celebrate in just another week, we will know, we'll look at his tomb, we'll look at the cross, we'll weep and lament as he does at the tomb of Lazarus, but we'll know that death doesn't have any dominion over him. And he needed to remind the disciples of that, and he needs to remind us of that because it was not enough for God to just call dead people out of the tombs. It wasn't enough it wouldn't be enough for him to go around to all the tombs in Jerusalem and say to each person by name, come out, go ahead, come out, or look at any of our loved ones who have fallen asleep in the Lord and go to their tomb and say, come out. That's not enough for our salvation. Because as it also said in the Synaxarian that Lazarus was 30 when he died, that he lived another 30 years and he died again. Because just calling forth from the grave isn't enough for us to be saved eternally, for us to have uh, our enemy, which is death, to be destroyed. What that takes is the death of the Lord himself. For the Son of God, the God-man who took on our flesh, for him to die, for him to go to Hades, for him to open the gates of Hades so that we can walk out of there alive. That's what it takes for death to be overcome and overthrown from the inside. 
Not enough for him to just call us out of the tomb, but he loves us so much that he's willing to do whatever it takes, even his own death in a brutal way, so that he can enter into what is exactly our need, and that is the destruction of death. And so we have this raising of Lazarus as a reminder that when we see his cross, when we see him laid lifeless in the tomb, that we know that death has no dominion over him. That just as he called Lazarus forth from the tomb, he too will be called forth from the tomb, but in a profound way that is even bigger than just calling Lazarus back to life. Because our Lord, with his destruction of death, means he doesn't have to die again. And with his destruction of death, though we die, yet we shall live and not die again, but that our death will then be an entry into that eternal kingdom, into that eternal life. And so we have the good news that Lent is over and the greater news that we have Holy Week ahead of us because we can see he who has the power over death, he who loves us so much that he is willing to do anything it takes for us to be saved. And for that, we can say with Christ, I am glad that you weren't there so that we might believe. I'm glad that Lazarus died so that you could call him forth from the tomb so that we can have the reminder that death doesn't have dominion over you. So that when he dies, he brings life not only to himself, but to all of us. And with that in our minds and with that in our hearts, we can face Holy Week. We can face the long services. We can face the death of our Lord. We can also then face our own struggles. We can face our own death and the death of our loved ones because we have this reminder of God's unbelievable love for us and his commitment to our salvation by whatever means that it takes even his death on the cross. And so with the disciples, let us go with Christ to Lazarus's tomb, see his resurrection, and let us ourselves walk with him to his cross and rejoice at his resurrection. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.